Hello, welcome back to Tarfields. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. How are you doing, Eva? I'm doing pretty good. Had kind of a restful week last week, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. But I feel like I'm kind of like getting back into the swing of things after kind of just, I don't know, not really feeling like myself and being a little out of step with my routine. But anyways, how are you? I'm good. I kind of feel similarly. But going to this week, I have a really busy week, so I feel like back in line with my routines and trying to be productive. And I don't know. I feel like it's a good start to the week. Today, I listened to the song Perfect Day when I got out of bed. I like to listen to music. Is that Do you know the song Taylor I'm talking Swift? about? No, it's oh. – um, I don't know who sings it actually, but at the beginning of Legally Blonde, it's the song that plays when oh. she's like about to get engaged and it's like – I'm not going to sing it because it would sound terrible. perfect day. (laughs) That one? Yes. And I mean, today was just a normal day, but it was the vibes that I wanted. So, yeah. That's a good little manifestation technique. Yeah. I like to listen to like some cheery songs in the morning to like get me going and like get out of bed and then, I don't know, get my like productivity going and stuff. Okay. Jordan, what is your rose of this week? My rose of this week is last night, my roommate Hannah and I got to go to a basketball game, um, which is really exciting. I mean, we've gone to a lot of them, but we haven't had great games recently. We went to one last Wednesday and it was really terrible and we lost by a lot and it was really embarrassing. And so we went to one last night, those against Louisville, and it was just like a really good, close, competitive, like well-played game. And I don't know, it's very exciting. And we both had a lot of work to do. So it was kind of like a, oh, we got to go to this game, but like we're stressing about whatever. But then when we were there, it was just so much fun. And it was really good vibes and really good school spirit. And um, we ended up winning, which was really fun. What about you? I think my rose is, I don't know, it's kind of a tricky one. But basically, I had this project that um, me and my group were kind of struggling to work together and get done just given, you know, some extenuating mental health circumstances with all of us. And it was just really stressful. And I think none of us really knew how to handle it super well. And that's not always an easy thing to kind of broach with your professor and also just like trying to to figure out on short notice. But we were able to work really hard last night and this morning and get it done. And it was very long, but very thorough and like well-researched. And I felt really good when I was submitting it to have it out of the way and to have like really checked that off my list. So that's probably my biggest success of this week so far. That's good. Exciting. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's good too to like overcome that, but also if you're actually like, proud of the work that you did. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about your thorn? What's your thorn today? For my thorn, this goes hand in hand kind of with my rose, but it was really difficult to figure out how to handle that situation. And it did put a lot of stress on me because I'm such a perfectionist. I don't really turn in things late if I can help it. And I really try to always make sure that I'm, you know, putting my best foot forward And it was difficult trying to handle a situation with everyone's mental health was being taken care of and that that was being the priority as opposed to, you know, you need to push through this and get this done. That that should never be the stress that's put on someone that's already struggling. And I certainly didn't want to contribute to that. But I felt like my professor 
was kind of understanding, but not not extremely understanding. <laughs> she was understanding enough. Um, I could tell she just didn't really get the circumstances and asked that in the future, you know, obviously we, we are able to open up with her more about kind of what's going on ahead of time. But sometimes, for lack of a better word, like shit happens yeah. and it happens last minute and that's a part of life. And I think she just didn't really kind of understand where we were coming from with, with certain things. And so that was definitely a hard thing to deal with and posed a lot of stress for me because I wanted to do the right thing, but also care a lot about my grades and want to make sure that, you know, I'm getting my work done. But I think at the end of the day, I made the right decision and I think kindness is always the best option. So I wanted to say off of that, well, we could talk about this more later, but I'm in this leadership class this semester and we talk about like a lot of different leadership styles and I forget exactly what it's called right now, but there's this one basically where it's talking about balancing like productivity with like interpersonal relationships and like caring about like your followers is what you would call it, but like your employees, your group members, your peers, whatever. And I feel like that's a really tough line to balance, especially when like you're not necessarily a leader in this, you're like all a team. I don't know. I feel like those are good skills to learn for life though. I agree. And something that I think has been like kind of upsetting to see, especially on our campus, is we've had kind of a mental health crisis at UNC. Last semester, we had several suicides happen in a really short amount of time. And the university just didn't respond in the most productive way. And it was a bit disheartening to see. But I also felt like there was a lot of performative activism of professors saying, please come to me with these things, or we really care, but not actually, you know, before these series of suicides happen, definitely would not have been approachable in those scenarios Mm -hmm. or accommodating. And I think it's sad sometimes to see how quickly that progress we've made, we kind of relapse back into. I think as a professor, it's important to set deadlines and boundaries and make sure that people aren't making excuses for not getting their work done. But I also think it's really important to realize that we are 21-year-olds and we're being honest about things that are going on and their real-life problems and they're much bigger than turning in an assignment. Sometimes I think it's nice to have a bit more grace with those situations and I think my professors have and this one in particular. Um, And so it's difficult though and I definitely recognize that and something that I'm hoping UNC is like better able to find a balance with their faculty moving forward. Yeah and I just think like for us going forward like our generation I think we'll just be more like in tune with that or like accommodating of those things just because like we've been on the other side of it and I think we've just grown up with a lot more like acknowledgement of the importance of mental health and I don't know maybe that's something that like changes with us but I hope that like it can change with professors and like bosses and stuff now but yeah I definitely agree that I feel like professors and like administration stuff after something traumatic like that happens make all these concessions and they're like oh whatever you need like we're for your mental health and whatever but even before I had I had a like an exact instance last semester where we had this assignment and my whole class of like 100 people was stressing about it asking questions, asking for an extension. We didn't know how to do it. And our professor just wasn't giving us anything. And it was due like right before that weekend. And then like these traumatic deaths happened on our campus. And then all of a sudden my professor was like, oh, whatever you need, like I prioritize your mental health. And it's like, 
that's yes, that's good, but why does it take these extreme circumstances just for you to do that? It's also just so disheartening that I think sometimes it comes from a place of professors thinking it's laziness or dishonesty. Like no student wants to come to you and tell you that they're struggling with something. It's hard for them to, you know, even probably like brush their teeth and get out of bed. That in like tandem with like even being able to do schoolwork. We're obviously all here at UNC to get an education. We're not, most of us aren't making excuses for or trying to take the easy or the lazy way out. And I think it's just frustrating to see that I think some faculty really do view um, mental health in that way. And it's just, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. But I guess we can though segue into talking about your bud or Thorne. I had this um, midterm earlier today that was an essay midterm and our professor told us the format last week on Thursday's Tuesday. So she told us last class and she was like, it's an essay during class and I'm just going to give you a question that's about like a topic in the class and it's, you can use your notes and you can use like, we don't have a book, but you can use your, the slides um, and you'll have the class time to do it. But today it was, it was fine. Like I think that it was a, a good format, but it was very vague and I feel like I do really well with like set guidelines and like a rubric and stuff like that. And so I think it, it was fine. But during the class, people were asking questions to the professor in the group me because she said, if you have questions, like send it in here. And someone was asking like, oh, how much should we, should we write? Like, I don't know for sure what the, you know, if I'm going into too much detail or if you want more. And my professor like didn't even give a word count. And she was just like, um, I don't know for sure. But, like, you shouldn't take the full time. Like, you should finish with plenty of time left. And I don't know. It was just very vague. And it was kind of frustrating because I also wasn't looking at GroupMe during the during the test because I didn't know that we should because she was like, don't communicate with other people. So, I don't know. I think it'll be fine. But I was just – it was very vague. And I was kind of annoyed about that. So, my bud is actually – Um, Just because I think also, too, this would be fun for us to talk a little bit about is March Madness. Um, And you may be thinking that we're talking about the basketball tournament, but we are not. Our good friend, my roommate, Isabel, is organizing a kind of like little dating, um, a month-long dating competition called March Madness. And it's basically going to be a group of all of our single friends and Everyone that's participating will chip in $3 as their entrance fee, and later on, that's going to go to the winning couple to provide for their, like, dinner to celebrate, but basically, every participant has to go on a series of dates with several different people throughout the course of the month, and at the end of the month, they'll put together a presentation of all the dates they went on, which person they were the most compatible with, and we'll present it to a panel of all of our friends, including me, that are in relationships. And Isabel's put together a rubric that is essentially like going to help us grade and judge the different presentations. And at the end of it, the winner will be able to take all of that money that we all have put in and go out on a nice little date. And it's such a funny idea. It's very unique. Only Isabel would think of something like this. And I'm I don't know, today she released the rubric and it's very extensive. It is. And like all the guidelines and she also has a bracket and I'm just really excited to see how it's going to turn out. And um, I just think it's such a funny idea. 
let's pull up the rubric so we can like share some of the funny stuff. But I am participating in March Madness or I'm planning to. I don't have confidence that I'll go on all the dates just because I really hate dating apps. I don't like using them. So I don't know if I'll make it to how many do we have to do? Four? Three? I think I think it's four. I'll try to do at least one or two. <laughs> on her rubric, these are the components that she has. Um, compatibility. So a one would be if there was like two areas together. Um, two would be if the conversation's awkward, and then it just goes up from there. Number five is a knitter or a crochet boyfriend vibes. And <laughs> of course, that's this is a very Isabel written rubric. The least compatible thing that she put was two Aries together, and my parents are both Aries. <laughs> and I also think my mom listens to this. Oh. <laughs> so, hi, <Yeah>. deeps. <laughs> the next category is how did the date go? Um, and then there's the quality of the man. Or woman, I will say, I think... Oh, yeah. Some people that are participating, it might not be all men, but we will grade them equally. We're going to get there because one of the components is, does your date identify as a girl? (laughs) And if they do, it's it's ranked higher in the number of points. There's how many red flags were there? Will there be a second date? Do you guys fulfill Marshall and Lily's olive theory? Is he a tech or a finance bro? Is he a SoundCloud rapper? And does he give off fuckboy, pick me, or Harden Scott bitch boy energy? I wanted to ask, there's a little YouTube link next to Marshall and Lily's Olive Theory. Do you know what this is? Yes. Oh, can you explain for sure. me and the um, listeners? It's been a minute since I've seen the episode, but from what I understand- This is from How I Met Your Mother, correct? Yes. Okay. From what I understand and from what I remember when I watched it when I was younger, in every relationship, there's one person that likes olives and one person that doesn't. And I, to me, I equate this to more of like a pickle scenario. I because, was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm in my relationship, I eat the pickles and Liam doesn't. But basically what happened is she, I think it's, I can't remember, one of them liked it, the other one didn't, and then Marshall started pretending that he he grew over time to like olives, and then he started pretending, though, that he still didn't like them and would give them to her because he wanted to continue to, like, fulfill this this relationship, at, like, this aspect of their relationship. I think that's that's kind of the vibe that's of what she's so going for. That's so cute. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah, I would equate this to like a pickle scenario or I will tell a little story from a date that I went on in the fall. We were talking about picklebacks and I was saying that I hated the pickle juice and I thought like it was way worse than the shot and he said that he loved pickle juice and I feel like that would be kind of an equal scenario. I guess that is pickles. Yeah. Because I think pickles show up more in your everyday life than olives. I guess like in a martini? I don't know. (laughs) Well, we will be doing the debrief on april 3rd for basically the winners of march madness that's when the judging is going to happen but obviously all of the dating starts on march 1st so we will be filling you guys in and after the debrief we can probably do a recap of the winner what's your bud my bud well i'm going home this weekend which is exciting i'm actually going home for a funeral it was kind of like my high school youth director. She was just like a really prominent um, figure in our like church community. And she died like really unexpectedly. So yeah, I kind of just wanted to go home this weekend and go to the service because I feel like they're really, it's really good for me to have like that closure and stuff. So yeah, so I'm going home for that, which is obviously sad, but I, she was also like very loved. So I think that it will be like a, not like a happy thing, but like a very loving I don't know how to describe it. Do you know what I mean? Like a very community building. Yeah, exactly. And kind of 
like I think there will just be like so many people mm-hmm. there because like she was just such a good person. So that's sad, but I am going home still and I'll be able to see like my parents and my dogs, which is nice. And then I'm coming back on Sunday. I actually have another bud. Hannah and I are going to a Dancing with the Stars show <laughs> on Sunday night. This was one of my Christmas presents for my mom. I wanted tickets to the Dancing with the Stars live show and I'm going. So who's going to be dancing? The the pros. Uh, so okay. basically, I don't know if you know how Dancing with the Stars works. but they The have, celebrities come on and they dance with the, the existing cast. It's like the professional dancers. Yeah. Right? So the cast of the professional dancers will like tour around. And then they usually have some of the celebrities from the previous seasons, mostly like the winners or whoever. They go along on the tour. So I think Caitlin Bristow will be on it because she won not last season, but maybe two seasons ago. That'll, but be, that'll fun. be fun. Yeah. I'm excited for you. That sounds like a good weekend. Yeah. I mean, I know that's really difficult to go through and process, and I'm really sorry to hear that. But yeah. it also seems like it's going to be a good opportunity to see a lot of people in your community and get that closure that you talked about. And then you get to kind of end the weekend on a high note with the show. So. So I was thinking it would be fun if we did a weekend recap as well, because we didn't talk that much about our past weekend. And, you know, mostly today is just a bit of a catch up and a check in because it's been a little bit of a crazy past couple weeks. So we had a mixer for APO that Jordan actually was responsible for planning. So I was wondering if you could like talk a little bit about how that went. And I also at some point want to hear the story of our roommate Polly, which we can get into. Oh yeah, Chelsea was at the mixer too, so she could do a little yeah. mixer recap. Okay, we were wondering if you could tell the story about Polly smashing into the window at the mixer this weekend. I was doing a little mixer recap. Were you there for this? I remember she was on the scooter. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, you guys, our friend and my roommate Chelsea is going to make a little cameo to talk about the mixer this weekend. Hi. So my name is Chelsea. Um, thank you, Ava and Jordan, for having me on the show. I You're welcome. I really am so happy to be here. <laughs> oh my god, why am I so nervous? I also live with Ava and Isabel, and Jordan has been my friend since freshman year, and... With that being said, (laughs) let's jump right into it. (laughs) Can you set the stage of the mixer? Give us the theme, give us the vibes, give us the pregame plans, like let let us know what was going on. Yes, absolutely. So the theme was country versus country club. We're, We're mixing with a few different organizations in Chapel Hill. And then we dressed up as either basically tennis players or like anything related to country club, I guess. Or country theme thing. But when I walked out of my room, Polly and our friend Megan, we were all, all three of us actually, we were all wearing the exact same outfit. None of us had planned it. So we were all wearing like a white tennis skirt and white shoes and like a (laughs) tight tank top basically. But so we were pre-gaming a little bit here uh, at our house and then We went and we got there at nine o'clock. We had a bar tab with APO and the, (laughs) we like our group single-handedly ran through the bar tab in like 20 minutes (laughs) and we were so, I was worried. I was like, people are going to get here and be so mad. So I was in charge of planning the mixer and yeah, there was an option to do a bar tab, but I think our group of friends were almost the only ones that were like 21 who were there and our president and our treasurer. And so 
basically like I don't know how many of us there were six eight we all ran through like a $150 bar tab. Go us, honestly. Wow. Oh my God. I didn't realize. I See, I thought this would be a popular event. I like got, I literally bought the skirt the day that I went to the event at like, well, first I went to Lululemon and it, it was like $100. So I like left. And then I went to Athleta and they, they like saved me. The girl in the changing room was amazing. I was like, hi, like, I'm sorry I looked for this. And I'm sorry for the this is just a total tangent, but I was like, I looked for this in a small, but like, I could only find it in extra small. She was like, I got you. I'll check in the back. She checked in the back. She's like, I literally found it like all the way in the back. Here you go. I tried it on. It was perfect. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. And she was like, that's awesome. <laughs> we experienced a real moment of connection that I have not experienced with that many people since I've been back in Chapel Hill. But anyway, I, I thought it would be a big deal. This mixer, I was looking forward to it for like two weeks and then we got there and there was like no one there yes there was no one there because we got there right when it started because we were on that bar tab baby we wanted to get the money we didn't want anybody to st- to take it before we got there there no at, toward the end of the night there were gonna we left kind of early so we only stayed a little bit yeah. once like it was full of people but jordan's trying to save her ass because <laughs> no there were people no no there, there actually were it's she's just right. we got there literally right when it started and like who does that except for no, us she's who want to yeah. drink we're the bar <laughs> People were they there. Loved it. I tried to introduce I myself to them people. To stay there, and they loved it. <laughs> they had no. I think we did have a great time. Like we got to sit down, drink our drinks, and then we kind of bonded. I mostly bonded with people in APO, but like I tried to introduce myself to people. Oh my god, I tried to introduce myself to people from um, another group. I the Delta. It was either. Phi Sig, which is an honors fraternity, or AED, which is a pre-health fraternity. Okay, so I tried to introduce myself people to AED, and I was like, oh, hey, like, my name is Chelsea, uh, what are your names? <laughs> and they, they were like, they said their names, and then I don't think, okay, here's what they said. Oh, Isabella, Emily, whatever. Um, we are the new pledges this semester. I was like, oh, what organization? And they were like, what? And I was like, uh, what organization are you with? And they're like, um, and then they said whatever. AD. Or AD. And I was like, okay, um, I'm an APO. And they were, they looked so surprised that I don't think they knew that they were at a mixer. <laughs> they like, didn't know there were going to be other people there. <laughs> we like didn't even let our pledges go to this mixer. And like I, I introduced myself to them and they were like, oh my God. They like acted like I was why why was I there? Like, how did this girl get here? Who let her in? In that moment, I was like, I can't believe I spent so much of my mental energy preparing for this night and nobody knew I was why going really to be there. Anyway, well, I could talk about things for so long. I talked to um two of my friends from a rec lacrosse team that I'm on that are in AED and they were being super cute. They were there. Aww. And um, one of them was wearing a cute little master's vest because she used to live in Augusta um where they hold the masters and apparently her dad had a lot of like masters gear so she's such oh, a, wow. like, a cute little golf player oh my god that's and awesome they were super cuties one time this is um again off topic but my mom dated the world champion poker player for, at one point in time <laughs> oh like god. she went on one date with him and she told and then he pulled up in like a lamborghini and like bought her a really nice meal and she came away from it and she was like yeah like he kissed me he wants to go on another date but like I wasn't feeling the attraction. I was like, Mom, so funny. You should share that story for March Madness. So basically, we're leaving the mixer. Um, We left maybe like an hour and a half after it started. Mm -hmm. And 
it was Chelsea, Megan, Polly, and I, and then also two other people in EPO, Alex and Divya. And <laughs> Alex had this electric scooter. More importantly, and brand new. I was falling. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yes. I was falling up after because um, when we left, we had to tell um, some of the siblings who were like in charge of watching everyone for the night that we were leaving so they could keep track of like who was still there. And so I was giving them like all our names and telling them that we were leaving. So I didn't really witness the Polly getting on the scooter part. I just kind of saw her going. So it was funny because (laughs) when she got on, I mean, she addressed immediately her lack of experience (laughs) with the scootering. She was like, Alex, oh my God, that's beautiful. (laughs) Alex was like, yeah, like he was so proud of it. It was a pretty cute scooter. I'm going to be honest. It was was, like blue, blue, mint, (laughs) green. shiny are we giving way too much it was really gorgeous <laughs> it was a drop dead gorgeous scooter the scooter was hot <laughs> yeah yeah she was like hey like i've never ridden a scooter before and then immediately follows it with can i ride it <laughs> That's and i was calling. like um <laughs> but alex was such a good sport he was like yeah like sure if you really want to and polly she was also super excited and i didn't want to <laughs> i wasn't gonna be like polly maybe you should <laughs> maybe we've been drinking for an hour yeah. and a half drinking no actually more because pregame yeah and i feel like if it was the first time i've ever ridden a schooner regardless of if i was drinking i would definitely fall on my side at least once and so do you do you see the rest of it yeah i was walking behind her and she was just going she just kind of got on it and i don't know what you do to start it like the handles (laughs) why are you laughing so hard the story just gets funnier every time. <laughs> it's like a complete Anyway, we can do a reenactment. Oh, and we should maybe address, like, there was no one else in the street, so she wasn't, like, a danger to other people. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was no one else on the sidewalk. Like, she it was, was only a danger It was fine. <laughs> she really was. She was a danger to herself. So, anyway, she just gets on. I'm, like, walking up after, and I'm walking up to, like, Alex and Divya, and they're just standing there, and she's getting on the scooter. And then she just gets on and is like, woo! Like, she's just riding it down the sidewalk. And then she like doesn't know how to steer it <laughs> and so she's driving she's like oh how do i stop like i feel like i remember her being like trying yeah. to stop it no it was and honestly so she turns sad. she was going down the left side of the sidewalk so like street to her right buildings <laughs> buildings to right. her left yeah. and she veers to the left like into the building oh. as an attempt to stop it oh. don't know why <laughs> oh i don't know it i can't was- remember how fast she was going maybe she wasn't going that fast but she just really crashes into the side of a building. It was like watching a baby bird try to leave the nest for the first time and <laughs> crashing onto the ground. She she started so good, but she couldn't steer herself. Yeah, no, she was she stayed upright. But yeah, she stayed upright. She just was crashed into a building, so she like fell. Yeah, she like leaned to the she side. She leaned into it. And just like fell to the ground. It, it then, looked so bad. Though. I know. I was behind her. I was so scared. I was like yelling. I was like Polly. And then I was, I ran up to her from behind, I was nervous that she was hurt, and she was just on the ground laughing. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm only laughing because she's totally, she was she's totally, totally fine. fine. No worries. Although, barely a bruise on um, her. Apparently, Ava told me later on that she lost all of the her fake nails on her fingers. <gasps> the nails Wait. on her nails. She got home the next, well, when I saw her the next morning, because I wasn't there, I, we were talking and I looked at her hand and I noticed all of the nails like on oh on her God. left hand she has acrylics were chipped off yeah i didn't uh, notice that yeah. in the moment i was mostly oh like God. did you break a bone <laughs> um do you have internal bleeding 
I don't know. I only saw her. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because I only saw her like get on the scooter, and then I turned around and she was like mid crash. And then I saw yeah, Megan. You and Megan were like ahead. Or yeah, it was you then. Um, uh, I saw you like you watch it all happen. So I saw you, and then I saw you start sprinting I toward was her, running towards her. If <laughs> you were like. Polly, no! <laughs> she was like on the ground, and, and we were all waiting to see if she would freak out or cry because, like, it looked. I mean, from what I saw, she fully face planted into yeah. the wall and then the floor. It looks like it hurt a lot. Yeah, and like, poor Alex is probably. I mean, he was probably so worried about his scooter <laughs> too. Fine, I like ran to her and I looked back, and he and Divi were just like walking up, like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" <laughs> okay, that's good. I mean, maybe he was worried, but. He, yeah. he also didn't seem that, like, he didn't seem that worried for, like, his scooter. He was like, oh, man. And then he just got on it, and they left. <laughs> and I was like, you know how to drive that, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. You should give a little recap of what happened the rest of your night, because I actually don't know. Well, basically, they went home, and I left to go to my home. And then... Yeah, we, we just walked back and ordered a lift to Shooters, which is a club in Durham. Uh, it's 18 and up, so mostly freshmen go there. But we decided to go. Part of the reason was because, funnily enough, my ex-boyfriend went to Duke and he was in town and he was like, oh, I'm going to Shooters too. Like, you should go. And then I was already drunk. And so in my head, I was like, oh, I should definitely go. And then I have little else to say. But it was fun. No, the the music was great. Um, I bought several drinks there, which were overpriced. So... That part wasn't great, but we danced for a while. That was it. You want to say anything else? Anything you want to plug? Oh, ooh, ooh, oh my goodness. I wish I had something to plug. My LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> Go friend Chelsea on LinkedIn. So this- if you really like the sound of her voice. Yeah, if you think I'm soothing. Uh, rec- <laughs> if you want me to start an ASMR channel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Okay, Jordan, what is, like, the biggest way that you take care of your mental health? Like, what's something that really helps you when you're kind of struggling or something that's, like, really important to you mentally? I think a lot of my, like, mental health struggles come from feeling overwhelmed. And so when I feel like I'm overwhelmed or I have a lot of things to do, I am a really big list person. So I like to make a lot of to-do lists, get a lot of satisfaction from just crossing things off my list, like, on my to-do list. In the morning, I literally write, wake up. Which, like, obviously, duh. But it makes me feel accomplished to check off that I woke up. So I really like making lists and doing that. And I have, like, several, like, written lists and in my phone. And I have, like, a homework app to keep track of all my homework that I have to do. And I use the, like, sticky note things on my computer, like, all these to keep track of things I have to do. So that's a big thing for me is, like, organization and keeping track of what I have to do and that kind of makes it more manageable to me and then um, feeling like I have been productive when I can look back and see all the things that I've like crossed off my list even if they're small things and then kind of on that same topic with like organization I would say cleaning which we can talk about but I would say like keeping my physical space clean especially like my room making my bed every morning or sometimes not in the morning but like even before I have to do work like I will make my bed And if I do work in the living room, like, I'll make sure it's, like, tidy because I feel like it's very true for me to have, like, a – I don't know. I feel like there's some saying that's, like, clear space, like, clear mind or something like that. And so I would say that that really impacts me. 
what would you say? I'm very much the same with cleaning. Like in the past two weeks when I've kind of been struggling with some mental health stuff, I can see it reflected so clearly in my space. Um, My room will just be like destroyed and stuff will be everywhere, but I just don't really have the energy to make that change. And I always notice kind of when I'm coming out of a rut or just like a difficult period, I really will just do a whole re-clean of my space. And I think things when they're clean are like really a reflection of me just doing well and taking care of myself. And it makes me feel much better and something that I really prioritize. So I think we're very similar in that regard. I also really lean into like physical exercise as a source of, um, I guess, kind of like as an outlet to help with my mental health. For me, one of the best things I can do is when I'm like the most stressed out, when I'm just in my head and thinking about so many things I have to do. If I'm trying to work on one thing, then I'm constantly panicking about how I have so many other things to do. So sometimes it's really helpful for me to take a step back and just go do something to clear my head. So I usually like to go for like a run and listen to music and it doesn't have to be for a long time. It can just be for like 30 minutes. And even that just kind of short break, you know, it's not like I'm using my brain. I think it's really unique in that. Like if I were to read a book or I don't know, watch a video or something, it's it, it feels a bit unproductive to me or with reading, I, I would be still using my brain. And I just think that I don't know, running gives me a good place or exercising in general to kind of reflect and reset and come back feeling like like I have more power over myself and of my life. I also think exercise is just super empowering because I think it's one of the hardest things that you put your body through in your everyday life. Um, Like you really push yourself to like your physical limits. Um, And I always think, especially when I'm running, it's so difficult and so hard. And I always think if I can get through this part of my day, um, I can get through a lot of the other hard parts too. It's really empowering for me in that sense. Mm. So I don't know. I think that's always been a really good outlet for me and something that I try to make sure remains a part of my routine, even when I'm really busy. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good way to think about it. I, I really like playing sports, but I'm not a big like working out person. Um, I like workout classes, like if it's a social thing, Mm -hmm. but like I would never, well, sometimes if I get in moods, I'll go on a run, but I feel like that's how you know if I'm like out bad. I've never thought about it that way. Like if I can just, you know, like it's hard. And so if I can do this, I can like do these other things, um, which is really interesting. I feel like I mostly just think like, oh, I can't do this. And so then that's where I stop. But that's like a better (laughs) way to think about it, I guess. But I feel like you really prioritize, like, working out. And I know you said, like, if you don't get to, like, run or just, like, be active and, like, work out in a day, then it feels like you're off your, like, routine. And I was just talking recently with my sister about, like, prioritizing things and kind of recognizing, like, what is important to you to prioritize for your mental health and your routine. And so besides, like, exercise and, like, working out, do you have anything else that even just, like, today you're, like, this is what I'm choosing to prioritize? On days where I really want to have a good routine, I think self-care is really important, but it's definitely not something I'm great about. I really love to like have at least, I used to be really good about this in high school. I would wake up every morning early, so I would have time to kind of do my makeup and like listen to music and do it in a way that's not rushed and it's just a very like calming way to start your day. So I think that's something that I think always helps with my mental health is kind of feeling like, 
when I wake up in the morning, if I have time to kind of do some of those things like putting on makeup or like, I don't know, like doing my hair or like picking out an outfit rather than just throwing something on, those always kind of give me extra confidence for the day and make me feel like I've taken some time for myself. I think that's really all about like what exercising or like having those allotted times where the only thing I'm focusing on is me and making sure that I'm in a good spot rather than doing things for other people, um, like assignments or group work or like extracurricular activities. So I think that's the biggest way I try to like really prioritize my mental health. Is there anything that you also do that, you know, things that you try to prioritize that you know will help you a lot? Yeah, I think I've been thinking about that recently since I had this conversation with my sister because I was kind of texting her last week and just saying I feel really overwhelmed. There's just always so many things that you have to think about and do in terms of school, work, friendships, relationships, your physical health, your mental health, you know, sleep, eating, like drinking enough water, all these things that you have to think about all the time and just sometimes it just gets to be really overwhelming and I just feel like there's no way I can do it all and it's true like you can't do it all perfectly and so she was saying you should just think about what is most important to you and what do you need to prioritize so I set a new rule for myself to try to get more sleep because I realized that I didn't think I was getting enough sleep and I think it really impacts like my day and my productivity and all of that so I set a rule that I want to be in bed I don't have to be like asleep but at least in bed eight hours before I have to wake up the next morning so that I can get like hopefully seven hours of sleep because I think that that's good for me it like differs for each person but I really was trying to like prioritize sleep and then um I also have really been trying to trying to prioritize eating better last week I like didn't go to the grocery store at all just because I don't know I I wasn't motivated to and I like didn't have time and all of that like life just got in the way And so I went to the grocery store yesterday and I got like the food that I like and stuff. And I've been trying to like eat better and like eat good meals because I was realizing that I was just really tired all the time. And then I was thinking like, well, have I eaten enough? Probably not. And that's probably why I'm tired because my body isn't getting enough fuel and I'm like weak or whatever. So I'm trying to prioritize that too. And then obviously school and stuff, but Like last night I was doing readings for um, one of my classes and it was getting to the point where it would be like eight hours before I had to wake up in the morning. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go shower right now and get in bed. And then once I get in bed, if I want to do more reading, like I can, and that's great, but I'm going to prioritize like getting enough sleep first. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I've been trying to prioritize lately. But I mean, obviously I still fuck up like Last time I was going to the basketball game and I didn't have time to eat like a real dinner before and that type of thing. But I don't know. I think it's also good to be kind to yourself when you can't meet those goals. Yeah. It's not going to happen every single day and um, you're not always going to be able to make those those efforts. And if that becomes something that you're doing and then judging yourself, if you can't get it done, then it's just counterproductive. Um, it needs to be something that's, you know, you can st- still have grace with yourself about um but it's just like an active goal that you're trying to achieve every day Mm -hmm. but those sound like really good goals and definitely sound like they'd be really helpful yeah I also think it's important to remember that not only with like mental health but I kind of think about this with a lot of things like even if I'm not succeeding I'm trying Mm -hmm. and if I get to a point where I'm just not trying then like 
that's where I would be concerned. And, you know, I think that that shows like apathy and, you know, maybe mental health concerns. But um, I try to always just remember, like, at least I am trying to do these things. Or even if you like mess up and you do something, this isn't mental health, but if you like say something that's mean or you do something that like hurts someone, at least, I don't know, this doesn't really fall in. But I, th- I think about that a lot. Like, oh, if I have remorse about that, it doesn't mean I'm not a good person because I fucked up. I would be a bad person if I didn't feel badly about it. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think it does. It's like at the end of the day, like I think it's again, it's just about having like that flexibility and that kindness towards yourself of I'm trying to make these changes and it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to happen every day. Sometimes you're going to say things or do things or not say or not do things and it's not going to work out. But if you're in a place where you're really like judging yourself so harshly every single time that happens, you're just, it's terrible and it's going to feel like shit. Like it's really important to celebrate little things that go right in your life. And when they don't acknowledge the fact that you put yourself out there and that you did try and that the effort was there and that's the most important thing. And all you can do is keep showing up, I think. So I agree. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tar Feels, and we hope you enjoyed our special little cameo with Chelsea. (laughs) We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.